when the church organ sounded the first notes of a hymn, and the congregation rose to sing with hymnals in their hands, I stood on the kneeler between my parents and grandparents, who held their hymnals lower so that I could see and sing along. I loved how soft the pages were from years of use, and the beautiful lines and squiggles and circles I knew were notes, though I didn't yet know how to read music. There were smaller editions of the hymnal in some of the pew racks, perhaps published for private devotions, but they were exactly the right size for a child to hold. And sometimes during the sermon, I would turn page after musty, old, marvelous page, and it didn't matter that I couldn't make out all the words or notes. I knew they were hymns, and I loved them. I loved fairest Lord Jesus most, number 346 in that old Episcopal hymnal, now number 383 in the 1982 edition. We sang it in church, but also in Sunday school and at vacation Bible school. My grandmother loved it, and my mother had grown up singing it. It wasn't in the section titled Hymns for Children, but a note at the end of that section suggested it was appropriate for our little hearts and minds and voices, and I always turned the pages of the hymnal until I found it. I loved that it had the words meadows, sunlight, twinkling, and crown. And I loved that grown-ups sang it so often with children, as though it had been written just for us. In fact, no one knows for certain who wrote it or when. The text appeared in German in 1662 and was first published in 1677 with a tune now known as Schönster Herr Jesu, Most Beautiful Lord Jesus, Fairest Lord Jesus. The sweet little tune I learned, and that is now sung far more often, was an old German folk melody that was paired with a text in 1842 by German poet and composer August Heinrich Hoffmann von Fallersleben, who added a fourth verse, who also wrote the text of Germany's national anthem and, as it happens, wrote many popular children's songs. In 1864, Franz Liszt would use the same folk melody in the third section of his oratorio, The Legend of Saint Elizabeth, as crusaders marched toward the Holy Land. In some publications, the tune now bears the name Crusader's Hymn, but in most it is called Saint Elizabeth. The hymn, and especially the harmonization added by Tertius Noble in 1918, only became more beloved when I finally learned to play it on the piano, with all its moving parts, its suspensions, and left-hand stretches of an octave or more. I had only ever sung the melody when I was little, but later as an alto in church choirs, I thought that part was lovelier still, along with the tenor and bass lines moving steadily with and against one another and crossing over another as they accompany the simpler melody that builds through repetition to a climactic moment in the middle of the hymn and then descends again through repetition to where it began.
those who wrote or translated into English the first three verses, which named Jesus the ruler of creation, the earth, and the heavens. In our grown-up world, we would cherish and honor a rule revealed in power or position or privilege. But instead, the hymn, following the example of so many psalmists, turns to blooming meadows, woodlands in spring, shining stars, pure moonlight, and singing as reflecting the glory of God in Christ. Some hymnals include that fourth verse that extols Jesus as Lord of all the nations and worthy of glory and honor, praise and adoration. But even that verse begins by calling him our beautiful Savior, for he is revealed in what even children can see is fair and pure and bright in this world, nearer and more delightful than daffodils and sunny days, higher and more heavenly than all the angels heaven can boast. In 1850, the familiar tune was used by a Danish composer for the hymn Fair is Creation, giving the melody back to not a crusader's but a pilgrim's march to paradise, fairer still, and marveling that God in Christ would make a pilgrimage into this beautiful world. A Norwegian composer also borrowed the tune in 1996 for a piece entitled Song of the Earth, which would later be adapted for the opening musical number of the animated movie Frozen. Surely this is a hymn not just for children, but for the children in all of us, fair, pure, and bright. In the season of Lent, we remember that despite how much we have grown, we always have need of Jesus, and that his own creation, trees, flowers, sun, and stars, and ourselves, are made to reflect not our own glory, but God's. Thanks to the Reverend Jennifer Deaton for this episode. For more, visit songsinthedesert.org. We'll see you tomorrow for another Song in the Desert.